Yeah, I see a story on Fox about chimpanzees are killing gorillas unprovoked for the first time. What? So there's apparently a war here. I, I have not read the article. I was the just looking at... I, wait, wait, wait. Chimpanzees <laughs> are going and killing gorillas unprovoked? Yeah. Where? Here, in, the, in like Africa? I presume. Uh, here, I'll put it in random. Um, uh, I, I, um, I, I, I've um, only seen the, the headline fuck, so far. Um, what the hell? The lethal encounters between the two species occurred as they were being observed at Loango National Park in Gabon. Yeah, Gabon! <laughs> what in the fuck is going on? Now we got gorillas going... I mean, what the hell? Come on! Jesus Christ. <sighs> Not even the gorillas and chimpanzees can get along? Shit. Yep. While the, adult while the adult gorillas were able to escape, the infant separated from its mother didn't survive. Well, that sounds awful. Um, yeah. My beeping works. still Very good. Uh, okay. Yeah, we need a louder volume on that. We need louder volume on the beeping. There we go. <laughs> You're going to drive your wife crazy again. Okay. Here we go. Now we got some real beeping. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, some okay. beep. right. beeping and beeping. Okay. Here beeping. You're flashing and they're beeping. Yes. Um, okay. Let me get this thing up. and I saved calls. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, July 23rd, 2021. It is just after 2.30 UTC as we're starting to record. I am Sam. Sam? Yeah, you are Sam. I was going to say, you know, it's one of those things where I couldn't decide and got confused in the middle whether I would say I'm Samuel Mentor or whether I'm Sam Mentor. And like, I never really, you know, I never, no one calls me Samuel. I, I, I would be like thrown off if someone called me Samuel. I'm Sam. But like, when I, when I like write, well, what's my name? My name is Samuel Minter. Like if I'm saying the last name, I almost always say the Samuel. But if I'm not saying the last name, it's always Sam. I, I don't know. I get really confused. Anyway, I'm Sam Minter and Yvonne Bo is with me. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. Well, I... So my name is shorter than yours, and so there is, like, no... Because you got Samuel, you got Sam. For Ivan, there's no, like... I mean, I've actually heard some people, some, very rarely, uh, Evie, or, like, it's, like, Evie? ridiculous. No, no, no. How about Ive? No, no, no. Or, I, or I, maybe I have not Van. Heard any Van. No, Van. I, no, it's, I've never heard anybody really shorten it. Uh, but... But they will call me. It's so. This is the weird thing. It 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 uh it in Spanish they they did used to call me when I was little Ivancito, which is okay, little right. Ivan, which is okay, longer, right? so of course, I, than your actual name, right? Which yeah. is longer, not shorter. They didn't shorten it. They long, uh, they longer uh, you know, made it. it longer. 
laundered it. I, I <laughs> laundered it. Lengthened. It's like money. Like it's like money laundering. No, anyway. Um, you know, so they did. Um, you know, they did that. I. I. But but Ivancito was something that, like, say, like, uh, my mom would call me, or like, uh, uh, uh some girls called me that with affection okay when i was younger all right Mm -hmm. so there was this one time when i was older in my late 20s when uh i met the boyfriend of this girl that was a friend of mine and when she saw me she called me and the guy started calling me that and i was just like (laughs) uh no dude no 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 she i think she called said uh no that you don't you don't call him that so that that's yeah that's has anyone ever called you by your middle name? Uh, they, no, they will call me Ivan Manuel when they're kind of upset. Right. Like I, I, This is a very common thing, I, I will say. I, I've heard this, that other people mention it, that in, in Spanish, and I will do this to my son, when I'm kind of pissed off, like he's not doing something, you know, I call him Manuel Andres! <laughs> what are you doing? Right. I, I think that's fairly common. Full names, like... With, or fuller names like sometimes it's yes you know first middle but if it's first middle last that's even more um you know when when you're upset at somebody right now yeah. my- I, I will say it's very common it's in, Sp- in spanish like it's a very common thing the first and middle name you know uh you know hard you know call a you know uh, what the hell are you doing you manuel yeah yeah now my son of course uh, Alex. Alex is his middle name. His middle name is Alexander. Okay. His first name, his first name is William, but we decided right up front, like that he, uh, you know, he, the, 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 the William at the beginning was because I, a a few years back, well before he was born, um, I was doing a little bit of genealogical research and found out that if you go, my father, my father's father, my father, you know, go up father, 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 up that line genealogically every other generation was a William going back like over 200 years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't wait. Let's keep the tradition. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, so, uh, cause my, my father's a William and his grandfather was a William and that William's grandfather was a William too, et cetera. Uh, I forget exactly how many cycles it was, but enough that I was like, there's a pattern there. I got to finish it. Um, so, so his first name was William, but we decided right up front that, you know, my dad is William Minter. Um, and he goes by Bill for short, but we wouldn't call, we would call Alex by his middle name. We decided that at the moment we decided the name. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, so some people, out, and I've noticed, you know, I, I've, there are a few I mean, people. It's a common thing. I've heard a lot of people call it. it, it it's it's not exactly right. common, but it's not uncommon either. Like, I know a number it's not of uncommon, people. Have done right. It. It's like, it's not like nobody does it. You know? Yeah. Like no, I mean, uh, enough people do it that, like, I, you know, when we, when we decided to do it, I saw a number of people, like, talking about, like, their experience as a kid who went by their middle name and it does cause a little bit of confusion like you know when like on all his school records and everything else he's william because that's his actual first name and so at the beginning of every school year there's a oh yeah but he goes by alex you know and you have to tell people i had a friend of mine uh when i was younger who always went by his middle name and his first name was carlos carlos uh iram Okay, all right, but he always went by Iram. Now as an adult, he goes by Carlos, and it's very weird because I I've, I've bumped into him, but like 
you know, whatever. Everybody's like calling him Carlos. I'm like, Carlos, Carlos, what the fuck? Carlos, <laughs> what the hell? Like, so oh, anyway, Carlos, dude, they're talking about. Anyway, uh, as usual, we are starting with our butt first segment, and we hadn't even gotten to the agenda yet, so I haven't set the timer for each of us to do a little bit yes. of, of a butt first. Yeah, we, we, but, we haven't been able to get past your name. Yeah, I know. We're still talking about my name. Um, and Oh, and I was going to say, I, I, I've never really gone by my middle name either. My middle name is Antonio. Um, Antonio. Yeah. I love Antonio. I love, I love You know, it, but it, the, the closest I've gotten was sort of as a joke for a while, and it's sort of a little pet thing. Like, with my wife, like, when we first started sort of dating, um, we would, I would, I would jokingly, and I still do this sometimes for, like, Christmas presents and stuff, I will sign, like, you know, two, two brandy from Tony. <laughs> not even Tony, not even Antonio, I'm from Tony. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But that that's that's the only time I've ever used it, and it, and it's like we've never really yeah. I'm, she would never like actually call me Tony in a conversation or something. It was just sort of a funny thing that I did for some reason at some point. Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the actual agenda of the show are, are two main segments. We are going to have a segment on the pandemic because uh, there have been a lot of new developments related to, you know, trends going upward again and the Delta variant and, you know, unvaccinated people and where should vaccinations be required and how can we convince more people to be vaccinated and all of that sort of thing. Uh, so we'll do that. And then we're going to do a lightning round of a bunch of smaller things that didn't seem like they deserved a whole segment. Um, but anyway, first, we've kind of already done some but first stuff, but let's do it officially now. Uh, and since we've, we've yammered for a little while already, let's do, uh, 10 minutes each. Um, Yvonne, do you want to start with your butt first or would you like me? I have a topic in mind. Do you have a topic? So rigid. You you want to be so rigid here. Let me put the timer here. And and I don't know if I'm going to go and like use up that much time. Like right now. See, we're trying to be disciplined on the time and stick to between 90 minutes and two hours for the show. And last oh, week was in it. that range. So good. Yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. Because when the show gets to be like two and a half hours, it's nuts. Okay, go ahead. So I, I, I okay. So earlier this week, I, I heard from a number of people uh, talking about uh, uh, your ex-boss, like launching himself into space. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and yes. uh, a number of people were talking about, and I've, I, I think this is always a debate that I hear. Oh, look at him! You know, spending all that all that money on that when he could be saving the earth or something. Yes. And I, 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 I uh, and, and then uh, as somebody else later in the week, uh, actually today to be precise, in social media said, and, and he's talking about, um. Uh, let me, I'm going to read the, I'm not going to say who posted the post, but I'm going to read the post that he wrote, which was, uh, why do humans have the need to show off these, those things that we have that others don't? And somehow we think it makes us better. For some, it's the job. For others, their cars or homes or trips or travel or parties or their spouse, their kids, and or their kids' accomplishments, their bodies, fitness, their cooking, or basically anything we feel it's better than others, making us feel superior to others. And I uh, I was like, uh, 
there is this <laughs> I find this this uh this this thing very peculiar about where uh there is this thing about um somebody has more than me, right? Um and it's always something that I see a lot of people struggle with, right? And and the the thing is is like where do you draw the line of how much somebody should have more or less than you? And then when does it turn into like other people deciding what the hell do you do with your life and with what you did? And and you know, it it, it it's it's a very difficult thing because it's like that's how you know, I, I see the the pendulum swinging between like say uh systems like in the Soviet Union where you know you had a system where most people had almost a lot of the similar things, but then some echelon of people decided what people could have. And then most of those people went and like gave themselves a whole bunch of better shit than anybody else had anyway. And, you know, and it was quite arbitrary the way that it happened regardless. Uh, and so I'm always like, I'm just like, I, <laughs> it's, I, I find that this whole thing about, um, and questioning sometimes, you know, the, the the issues, oh, look, those people have so much money, it's like they could fix the world. The truth is that it, in most of the instances of what we have problems right now on Earth are not even really related to a lack of resources or money. It's a lack of will of people to do what is better for for humanity across, across the board. Uh, governments, uh, organizations, etc. How we do income redistribution you know, uh, how we go about, uh, you know, uh, deciding what is a priority or not. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I find it very difficult to try to, like, judge people on that. And and I also think that most people on social media that are showing something, I, I'm like, look, I say, you know, you ran your best mile, like, unless you're Sam Wright, who went to try to post his, how many hours did it take you for the 5K? 26 hours? I, I, I don't rem I don't remember exactly. It, it, it was over the 24. Or if you, you're, you know, or whatever, you know, you try to say, hey, I did my best. Hey, you know, look, we're very happy today. We had a graduation or something, or whatever. I don't think you're, you're, most people are doing that to show off because I'm better than you on that or something. And I actually think that most people do it because, to some extent, the sharing on social media, I do think to a lot of people, especially now in, like, this pandemic and other things, is a way for them to try to make themselves feel better by feeling connected to other people and people mm. giving them some praise or giving them some, like, uplift. I'm like, hey, you know, look, I posted this picture of me and I, I thought I looked good. So other people praise it. And it's, I mean, because a lot of people are unhappy or depressed. And... That boost that they get from all those likes probably is a big ego boost to that person. And so, look, you don't have to like it, but I just think that this whole thing is like, well, you're trying to make uh, make it sound like you're better than me and you have more than me. I, I, but but people do feel like that. That that's what people are doing. Um, well, I, I, I still you say, know, I, I've definitely seen, yeah, I, I've seen less of the. Um, he's showing off as 
you know, hey, this is just a, a selfish use of resources when he could be doing something else. I've seen that all over the place. Yeah. Like, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of, for however much money this cost, just think about how many people he could have lifted out of poverty, or he could have, you know, done this or done that, or, or, or I see more people talking about just in general how he could shave off like 30% of his net worth and, you know, solve hung, solve hunger in America or something, you know, um, uh. You know, and, and I don't know. Bill Gates gave away his, but my thing is that Bill Gates basically gave away almost his entire wealth, and he still hadn't been able to solve most of those problems anyway. And he's put a figure a fucking foundation to try to do it. It's still not solved well, anyway. He, he still has a. He he is in the process of trying to give it away. He's still like one of the richest people in the world, you know. So it's not like he's given it all away yet, but he's working on it. But a, um, but a, but a, but a significant bulk of it has already been been donated. I mean, over the years, it's been. It's got to be probably with how much he's earned and like whatever and other stuff and whatever. I got to bet that at least 30, 50 billion dollars have been gone for sure. And it still hasn't fixed anything. I think one of the things that problems that I found is that a lot of times that with a lot of the problems that we have, we, we, you know, we as a planet many, many times have thrown tons of money at many problems and don't fix them in large part because people, uh, it's this whole thing about change management we talk about in organizations where we're doing projects. You know, look, you can throw money at the problem, but if people aren't willing and convinced and have the will to do it, you can throw all the money in the world about it. You're not going to fix jack shit. Look at what happened in Haiti with the earthquake afterwards, okay? Haiti received, I don't know how many tens of billions of dollars in aid, and Haiti's a shambles. A complete shambles. Nothing was fixed. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, and so I, there, there are obviously like questions about you. You can't just throw money blindly. You have to be smart about what you do. Um, now, at the same time, I'm a big fan of actual like helicopter drop type things. Just give people money unconditionally and see what happens. But yeah, there are lots of projects that are done are stupid projects, or people are just getting making money off them themselves, um, and so it ends up not providing the value because. You know, the middle people end up siphoning off the money and it doesn't go to the intended cause. You know, there are all kinds of things there. Now, I, I just want to say, I, I just looked it up, updated uh, just a couple weeks ago. Yes. Uh, Investopedia's list of the world richest people. Yes. Bill Gates is still number four at $124 billion net worth. Okay. Okay. So now I don't doubt your statement that he may have already given away 30 or $40 billion. Um uh, which would have put him uh, back at like number two or something if he'd done that. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, he's still got a lot of money. So like, um, number one and number two are Bezos and Musk. Do you know who number three is? Buffett. No. Mm, Slim. Nope. Zuckerberg. I'll get. I'll give you a hint. He uh, he lives in Paris. Arnaud? Yes, Arnaud. Okay, all right. Okay. Chair and CEO of LVMH. Yeah, Louis Vuitton, Moy, Hennessy, yes. Yes. Okay. He's he's number three. Okay. Bill Gates is number four. Jesus, I didn't realize his net worth and sort that much. Good Lord. Okay. Yeah, 150 billion. Uh, yeah, so let, let's do the list. Uh, uh, LVMH so, is uh, luxury goods, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, all these, yeah. So number one, Bezos, $177 billion. 
Number two, Musk, $151 billion. Number three, Arnaud, $150 billion. Number four, Gates, $124 billion. Uh, and then number five coming in at number five in the first one under a hundred billion dollars. So he must feel really bad about this. No. Mark Zuckerberg at 97 billion. What a poor bastard. No, I, I mean, listen, <laughs> I am totally for more income redistribution. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, that, that's, uh, that, that's not, I, 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 I totally, I totally believe it. But I, I also think that the whole attitude is like, oh, look, uh, I, I I really find I, I I'm not very comfortable with that attitude, especially to tell people what the hell to do with their with with the, with, with, with their damn money. Yeah, my wife got into a debate with some people on Facebook about this, um, sort of defending him. I mean, there are issues with Bezos that she and everyone have, but she like her point was like specifically the people complaining about his private space program. Okay. And saying, look, here's the thing though. You got to remember, yes, he spent however many billion dollars on this. And he made this comment about, you know, thank you for everybody who buys at Amazon because you paid for this that people made fun of. Um, <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know, it's not just he spent a whole bunch of money to send himself to space. Well, what did he spend it on? You know, he created thousands of jobs. That yeah. you know were being paid for by that money, STEM jobs. I mean, you know the kind that we keep saying that we want. There's another argument also that they were saying that for U.S. space exploration as well. The fact is that these these privateers, like right now, are bringing down the cost of uh, space launches substantially. And, and also, uh, one thing I actually did not know about this that my wife pointed out um, was people were criticizing the environmental impact. Uh, as well, oh, of oh, I heard that his rocket actually just expelled water. That it's actually totally yes, exactly. That's what, I, and I didn't know this. Like one of Blue Origin's focuses, foci, um, w was to make foci. a more foci foci. Okay, I think it's foci. Foci foci focuses whatever. Yeah, whatever. In, in any case, one of the points of Blue Origin was try to trying to make a more environmentally friendly rocket. <laughs> so yeah and apparently yeah his the the, the blue origin rocket just just uh, just uh, belts out water that's it nice okay um your time ended a few minutes ago as for those who yes. heard the beep i of course it, once it, again use the, the silent beep. version um but uh ivan like likes the, the beep. silent Yvonne. thing i like beeping okay They're beeping and flashing okay 10 minutes for me um, if it had if it had a flashing light, that would also that would make it a lot cooler too. But okay, but I yeah. guess no flash. I don't I don't get a flashing light. Imagine just a big flashing LED. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um. So for me, um, I, I'm just going to mention something that happened. Uh. Well, I, I, it's happened a couple times in the last couple days, and it's just annoying. So I thought I'd mention it. Um. I ha I haven't brought this up a lot on the show, but let me just mention as background, uh, my wife, Brandy Donaghy, uh, is running for the Snohomish County Council, where I am. So she's running for local office. Uh, of course, you can go check it out. Brandyforcouncil.com uh, is the website. You can check it out. If you live in Snohomish County, the the primary ballots are out and are due August 3rd. Uh, but here's the thing. One of, you know, one of the things local candidates do, and I'm sure people all around the country are aware of this, are, you know, putting out the signs, 
you know, all over the area that, you know, where the voters are. Um, and you know, just this election, um, August 3rd is the primary and the top two go on to the November general election. Uh, in this case, um, there are only two people running for this spot. So there's no suspense. Both of the people running will make it to the general election, but it will give sort of a preview of how the race stands right now and how much work people have to do. Um, but so we, we, uh, we didn't start putting out lawn signs uh, until uh, a, a few weeks ago. So we're behind her opponent uh, in terms of how many are out there, but that's okay. Cause we got a long time till November. We're, we're, we've got all kinds of efforts going on. We'll put more stuff out there, but uh, that's one of the things I've been doing a little is putting out more signs, uh, not in people's yards. Don't just go and put signs in people's yards, but at, at like intersections and uh, other places where there's a lot of traffic and stuff like that. And there are all kinds of rules about what's allowed and what's not in terms of where you're supposed to put them. And of course we follow them. Uh, there are a few examples we found of her opponent not following the rules, but we just leave them there. We're good. You know, we don't touch the opponent stuff. We've even in a couple cases, uh, picked up signs from her opponent that were knocked down and put them back vertically and said, you know, you know, there was a little concern, like, should we even touch it at all? Because someone might accuse us of like messing with the signs, but we're like, no, we're putting it up. Somebody else knocked it down. We're putting it up. We'll be a good citizen. We'll, we'll do that. Um, but there are a couple signs on a road near our house that we put out that now twice in the last week, somebody has gone and taken those signs, uprooted them, and thrown them down. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and this is, you know, and, and, and there, there are a few others, and it's just like, you know... And I don't suspect that it's anybody associated with uh, her opponent. Um, it's probably just some random person who happens to be walking by that area and likes the other guy and not her or whatever. And so every time he walks past them or her, I don't know, uh, picks up the sign and tosses them. Okay. It's like, why? Why would you do that? I mean, and it's not far from our house. I, I probably, after I record the show, I'm going to walk over there and pick them back up and put them there. But this is the kind of thing that goes on with this stuff is these little, you know, people being petty about signs and, you know, you don't like the candidate, so you're going to knock it over or you're going to deface it or whatever. And it's just freaking annoying. Okay. And like I said, you know, we saw her opponent's sign knocked down and we picked the thing back up. And put it back where it belonged. Well, That's the right well. thing to do. That's the sort of yeah. Well, people. But like you know, somebody's being a dick and knocking over the signs. It's like really, really what? It's just annoying. Um, and yeah, whatever. You know, I, I, it, 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 it just pissed me off. Uh, there were like two or three of the signs knocked down and it's like, there are probably more elsewhere. Like I only happen to notice these because they're like not far from our house. And I passed by it a few times. If it's some sign we put out in the parts of her district that are a lot further away from our house, you know, we wouldn't notice now maybe, you know, 
my wife at this point has like you know a ton of people sort of working to help put things out and stuff like that. Maybe one of them would notice. I don't know, but you know, it's like I don't know. It's pe- people are being dicks, and it's just annoying. That that that's all. That's all I really had to say about that. But um, <sighs> anyway, and, and and look, I know. I mean, here's my question: Does, does the, the, the... Is it what is it shown? Does those yard signs really work? I don't know. No. So here, here's what the sort of the evidence says on that. So the bottom line is for really prominent races, they don't make any difference at all. Like if you're looking for president or senate or uh, even running for the House of Representatives, right? Um, it, it it really makes almost no difference. Um, you you still want to sort of. It, it sort of maybe helps to like rev up your people or you get some sort of um, maybe it makes a difference a little bit to fundraising. I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't make a difference to the election results. Like over and over, people have shown you cannot, you know, it, it's not even remotely predictive looking at how many yard signs there are versus election results. Okay. But the one place where it can potentially make a difference um, is in name recognition for lesser known candidates. Um, and especially in local races where you're not going to be on TV, you're not going to be blanketing the airwaves with ads, um, for those, um, just having people when they get to their ballot, seeing a name and saying, oh yeah, I've, I've heard of them, uh, does potentially make some sort of difference. Um, it, it's not the major, um, there are other factors that are probably bigger, but at the same time, you kind of can't get away with not doing it. And a lot of supporters, like we're, we get requests on a regular basis from people uh, asking for the signs because they want to put it up at their house or whatever. Um, and so there, you know, so, so yeah, you can't not do it, but it's not necessarily like, the thing that's going to make a difference. Uh, so you're, you're also doing, you also do mailers. You also do, uh, you know, advertising in places that make sense. You try to, uh, you know, do, you know, social media stuff, you know, and Washington state is weird. Cause like Washington, um, Washington state, um, allows, you know, it, what's the deal? You can't do Facebook ads for political candidates in Washington state. Which is annoying because they would be a really good way to do in most in most of the country you can. Now it's not because Washington State doesn't allow it. It's because Washington State added some additional requirements for what was required for reporting and doing things with political ads. And Facebook was like, we don't want to deal with that. So we're just gonna say no political ads in Washington State. So so other 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 things do make more of a difference probably than signs, but you can't not do the signs. I think that's the answer. No, I I will say I guess I guess you you hit the nail on the head. I I think that for name recognition when you're when you're going and like you have these smaller races where people don't know the names of the candidates, that that definitely gets a name out in uh in front of people for them to go, oh look, that's a candidate for that. Okay, maybe I'll. You know, maybe I'll remember it the day we vote or you research it or something or whatever. I, I still was, you know, I was mentioning that the last campaign, like here, there was a local representative that drove me nuts. There's this guy running for 
for a, a local uh, state senate seat, in which I was reading, I, I went and I looked him up again. He actually spent over a million dollars of his own money, and the guy just really annoyed the hell out of me. It's just <laughs> I remember this. Ir- yeah. Irv, Irv, yes, uh, Mr. Slosberg, Irv Slosberg, who lost, by the way. All right. Uh, I mean, he went and he spent... For example, Slosberg ran for the Florida Senate in 2016. He lost to incumbent Jeff Clements in the Democratic Party after spending $2 million of his own money on the race. This is for a frickin' state Senate race. I mean, what kind of a psychopath spends $2 million fucking dollars for such a race? The guy was driving me crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yes, that- you could tell that he spent the $2 million because this is a small race. I mean, we were blanketed with this guy's bullshit. And I don't even know him. Maybe he's a nice guy. Yeah. I don't know. Now, okay. But did you trash his signs? No. No, I did not. <laughs> I, 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 They just drove me crazy, but that there were so many signs and mailers and shit and stuff and whatever and fucking, you know, by God. Listen, I think in the end, that he put so much shit on. I think I voted more against him just because I was so sick and tired of all his fucking <laughs> campaign bullshit. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm out of time. Uh, so let me just wrap up by saying, uh, um, yeah, anyway, I just repeat, my wife, Brandy Donaghy, running for Snohomish County Council District 5 as a Democrat. It is a partisan position. Uh, you can find more information at uh, brandyforcouncil.com. Uh, and uh, if you, uh, even if you can't vote, you can still donate as long as you're a U.S. citizen or lawfully admitted permanent resident and at least 18 years old uh, and, you know, stuff like that. You have to do it for yourself and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, go, go, go donate, go donate some money. Yvonne's had, had some problem using Apple pay my, uh, on that donate site. My wife has opened a ticket or whatever with act blue to try to fix it. But yeah, try but, to see if they can find out because I tried it. I actually, yeah, I, 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 we, we verified, we tried the same thing. Uh, I tried to donate myself through it. I got the same problem you did. So it's not just you. Uh-huh. Um, but you, even if you have trouble with Apple pay, you can donate with a credit card. But anyway, well, I, well the thing is that I I want to I I actually on purpose wanted to donate. I have this Apple Cash money because I have that Apple card. Yeah. I was going to give her just all my money from my Apple Cash. Oh. Well, I can't do it unless I get into Apple Pay. Yeah, there, so there I wanted go. just to give her like, you know, so so see if they can fix it. We we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. But you can still donate by credit card. Okay. Do do do. Just a note. Act Blue Support said to just clear the cash on the browser and try again. Sam tried this and it worked for him. So if you have any issues using Apple Pay to donate to brandyforcouncil.com, just clear your browser cache and try again. Do do do. Uh anyway, that that's it. And uh don't knock over people's signs. You know, don't be a yes, dick. Don't knock. You know, yeah. and and whatever. Like, you know, be nice to people. Anyway, um, of course, I'm asking people to be nice in today's polarized world of Republican versus Democrat politics. <laughs> so I'm I'm out of my fucking mind. I know that, but you know, it's still, whatever, whatever. Um, you know, it's a polarized everything. Yeah. Look, yeah. there was a crash on a race this weekend. Okay, Formula One race had a big crash on Sunday. Look, the crash was so big. The the impact, the guy, the, the the they have a G meter in the car. It measured fifty one Gs on the impact. Okay, mm-hmm. but but he was fine. Okay, he was actually perfectly fine. They checked him out. I mean, amazing how 
some of the safety technology that they have right now. 30 years ago, 20 years ago, the guy would have been dead. Okay, but like right now, you know, he just walked away, basically. Nice. And the 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 fight that happened about the crash and who was at fault or whatever. You want to talk about being uncivil? Oh my god, holy smokes. It's been like an online flame war of, you know, epic proportions. Yeah, nice. No. Nobody's yeah. nice anymore. Anyway. Uh, okay, let's take a break and we will come back and we will talk about the pandemic. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> woo. Yeah. Woo. Uh, woo. Yeah. What, 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 whatever. Well, pandemic after this. Do, do, do. Hello. This is Emma Neural. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the Wiki of the Day podcasts. Wiki of the Day comes in three varieties, popular, random, and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day. They just pick the articles differently. This week on popular Wiki of the Day, you would have heard this summary for Sehom Mirabai Chonu. Sehom Mirabai Chonu, born the 8th of August 1994, is an Indian weightlifter. She won silver medal at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics in women's 49 kilograms, helping to secure India its first medal of the Games. A regular presence in international events since 2014 in the 48 kilograms category, Chanu has won the World Championships and multiple medals at the Commonwealth Games. She was awarded the Padma Shri by the Government of India for her contributions to the sport. She was awarded Rajiv Gandhi Kel Ratna Award by the Government of India in 2018. Chanu had won the silver medal in the women's 48 kilograms weight class at the 2014 Commonwealth Games, Glasgow. She went on to break the Games record en route to the gold medal at the 2018 edition of the event held in Gold Coast. Her biggest achievement came in 2017, when she won the gold medal at World Weightlifting Championships held in Anaheim, United States. That's all there is to it. See? Fun, entertaining, educational, and short. Okay, now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Kamajan's Corner. Do do do. Okay, we are back and it's time to talk pandemic. Uh, as I usually do, I'll start out with worldwide stats. Um, I actually updated this right before the show because I hadn't in a while. I used to be doing my little tweets every day on worldwide stats, and I've just fallen out of it. Uh, too much other stuff going on. Uh, but I updated it right before the show just for this. Uh, we and 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 um, worldwide seven day average deaths per day bottomed out right about the beginning of July. And has been slowly creeping up ever since. There have been, a, a, you know, some up days, some down days. So, for instance, the latest data I have right now, which is the July 21st data, um, four of the last seven days had been up. Um, so three had been down. Uh, but week over week, we've now been up for 13 days now. And, um, uh, but it's going up slowly. Um the, the yeah, so yeah we we bottomed out we're heading back up but it's not yet like it's spiking back up uh rapidly it, 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 you know it's enough you wouldn't call it flat but it's not like crazy and and we're talking about uh worldwide again um if you look at the 
worldwide um, cases per day, that is growing dramatically, uh, with most of the growth coming from Europe. But as we talked about before, with the high penetration of vaccination, deaths is not going up like cases are. Um, right. If you if you look at deaths, like I said, deaths are sort of going up slowly. Um, the areas that are growing, uh, you know, most people, most places are a little flat. Europe had been growing. It's starting to go down again. Um, uh, Africa is still growing, but slowly. Um, and again, that places like Africa are probably undercounted. Um, but you know, there's no clear, like this part of the world is exploding right now. That's not happening right now in terms of deaths. Cases are increasing rapidly, but you know, we, it seems like cross your fingers. That connection has been broken for the time being where you are seeing a deaths increase, but nowhere near the kind of increase you're seeing in cases. Now, there's at least a possibility that, we have the good old fashioned several week delay thing happening and we will start seeing a more rapid um, increase in deaths soon. Um, as the administration has said, um, U.S. wise, uh, it's it's all happening in the unvaccinated population. Are there cases of vaccinated people uh, testing positive? Absolutely. But and I've seen some of those numbers are actually alarmingly high in terms of cases. But most of those cases are now mild. Most of those people are not getting hospitalized. And even if they are hospitalized, chances are they're not dying. Uh, are there a few deaths from vaccinated people? Yes, but very small. Well, look, the other day, listen, the other day, Jackson uh, Memorial Hospital, which is the largest public hospital in South Florida, uh, they, they uh, the largest hospital in Florida, forget about public, just the largest hospital system here. Uh, they released some stats on on what's going on with uh, new COVID cases coming into to the hospital. And they basically said flat out, listen, of the new COVID cases that we're admitting, symptomatic, 95% of them are unvaccinated. Okay? Right. 5% are vaccinated. Of the deaths that are happening, how many are happening above the vaccinated? Zero. Right. Okay. They are all unvaccinated cases. It's it's just that it's that much that stark a difference. Okay, it's just it's ninety five to five. And in the U.S., uh, I just updated the stats. Uh, We are at uh, there. We go. Forty eight point four percent fully vaccinated at this moment of the entire population. Um, But you know. World worldwide, that's still only at thirteen uh, percent, um, right. and so you know that's why there's still a lot to worry about worldwide, and even in the U.S. I mean, uh, what we're seeing is really serious breakouts in the parts of the country that have the lowest vaccination rates right now, um, and that's going to continue, right? Uh, I, I mean. And so that that brings us to the next parts of our conversation in terms of like what's happening with trying to encourage people to get, continue getting vaccinated. Right now, um, you know, we had a head start, 
But at this point, the UK has passed us. Canada has passed us. Um, you know, I, you mentioned the other day, like Chile is way ahead of us, you know. Well, the, the issue right now is in vaccine availability in the yeah. U.S. We don't have a problem with vaccine availability and distribution. Now the thing is about convincing people to get vaccinated, period, which is a different story. And and the problem that you've got right now is that, look, when you've got, and I just saw that uh, we've had this discussion about Fox News and what they're encouraging people or not. Yeah. And apparently tonight they went back on the on the track of like telling people, ah, fuck vaccines. Well, Tucker Tucker Carlson did something like what. What's weird about Fox, and and so let, let's talk about Fox right now. Um, a few days ago, uh, as we're recording this, um, Fox yeah. seemed to have a day where a yep. whole bunch of their anchors were, were suddenly encouraging shifting. people to yeah yep. so, you know like. You say, get vaccinated, get vaccinated is really important. We had like Steve Ducey saying this. We had several other Fox hosts doing it and people were asking all over the place. Wait, 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 what, what, what changed here? Cause Fox has been like a hotbed of this anti-vax stuff uh, for months now. Now that's not saying that some of the hosts haven't said go get vaccinated, but the tone you heard on Fox as an overall thing gave a lot of airtime to the anti-vax point of view. Um, and suddenly one day that seemed to change, but it sounds like it hasn't lasted, you know? No, it didn't last. I mean, tonight, apparently, he went on his radio show on a long rant on his show, assuring his audience that he's not urging people to get COVID-19 vaccine. That was like tonight. And so the problem that you've got, that we've got, we've got, this is the problem. I mean, let's be clear about this. When you've got people that are making this a political wedge issue, uh, then how are you going to get this done? There's just, it's just impossible. Look, there was a guy today that was interviewed. Obviously, it must be, I don't know what political persuasion. I'm going to assume he's a Republican, but, but you know, you, you never know. He may just be an anti-vaxxer for some reason or whatever. They got COVID that was in the hospital. Okay. All right. It, it is in the hospital. It's not doing well. He's, he's apparently recovering. He's going to get out and basically said that it doesn't matter that he's not going to get fucking vaccinated. That he'd rather go back to the hospital again. And you're like, what the fuck? I mean, the son of a bitch just, just, just is in the hospital and still is saying he won't get faxed. Yeah, I, I, I was listening, I think, to CNN a couple hours ago, and they were playing uh, an interview uh, with some woman whose whose son, a kid, uh, he was uh, eleven or something. I forget exactly his age. Um, maybe, maybe he was a teenager. I forget, but he was a kid, um, and. You're saying his, her son got COVID, had a relatively serious case. Not a, I, I, it didn't sound like enough to be hospitalized, but high fever for weeks on weeks on end. Uh, she mentioned that he's still got symptoms that he's never gotten over. And she's like, and maybe, yeah, maybe I should take him to the doctor again. She's saying, but it, then they ask her about vaccination and she's like, oh no. I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm not going to let him be vaccinated. I'm not going to do, you know, because she doesn't trust the government or whatever, right? <laughs> and it's like, 
it's unbelievable hearing these stories. Um, and it, well, I shouldn't say it's unbelievable. I believe it. It's sad is what it is. Um, but now I've heard well, some, look, yeah, let me ahead. see. So, so there were, there are some organizations right now, a number of them, institutions and places that are deciding that they are going to mandate vaccines. So one of them, for example, was the NFL, the NFL, basically he said, listen, all right, look, uh, certain teams get certain flexibility if they can prove that they have vaccination rates at a high level. If they, do, if you're a player that is vaccinated, okay, you don't get, you don't have to be, te- you only have to be tested every two weeks. If you're unvac, if you're unvaccinated, you have to get tested every day. Oh, by the way, if your fucking team, if if your team doesn't get enough players vaccinated, and you, we cannot play a game because. You guys are unvaccinated, and there's an outbreak among being vaccinated that forces a uh, forces a game that cannot be played. You will forfeit the game. They basically, which I've never heard the NFL do, which basically is saying, "Fuck you, okay? You lost mm-hmm. the game. We'll mark you down as a loss. You will not get a game check for the game, okay? Uh, and there is a number of players that are complaining about it. Some even saying, "Well, then fuck it. Then I'll retire from the NFL." See ya. I mean, and so, but a vo- but a vocal minority. It, it is just it's just a minority. But I think that the attitude in general has been okay. You know, there was one player that's not a very good player that basically that said that the plays on a Buffalo team, and basically they were saying countdown to him getting cut from the team in three, two, one. I mean, they were like, "Oh, you won't get vaccinated." Bye. See you. And by the way, it's been already upheld that you can be fired. For not getting vaccinated. Yes. Employees already, you know, private private companies can make that determination. Yes. Okay. And some, some of the frustrating things is by the way, uh, you know, I, I look the one place where it seems like this should be an absolute no brainer is in healthcare. Yeah. But apparently, yeah, there are tons of healthcare places that are having trouble getting their staffs vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and it's like, seriously, like the one place, like of anything else, you know, uh, you know, you're going to have vulnerable people coming into those healthcare places. You're going to have people who actually can't take the vaccine or are immunocompromised or whatever. It's, critically important in those areas that people be vaccinated i think absolutely if you're a healthcare provider by god of course you should mandate all your people be vaccinated fire the assholes who don't want it listen my brother got his vaccine early because he didn't work at the hospital but he wasn't he, he, he wasn't like deemed to be the first first line of uh, uh, uh of people okay all right because he works in the pharmacy department not in uh right in in in, in, in as a nurse or a doctor directly okay but because so many people in the first time that they came out with the vaccines refused to get their shots there were enough shots available that they said well you can get your shot we got enough available yeah and so so that's how that happened he was like yeah he was like hit me like right now you know, I'm like, fucking morons. He's like, fuck you. You don't want it? Fine, I'll fucking take it. I'm like, it's just the most ridiculous shit. Here's the thing on vaccine mandates or whatever. And I've heard some people, I've heard some people complaining about the term vaccine mandate because it's too negative or whatever. And instead, 
you should be talking about the privileges that people gain by being vaccinated. Um, what, whatever on that. Um, but no, oh, fuck I, I, all of you, whatever. I'm fucking, I, honestly, though, God. I think fuck that the the notion of having significant benefits to being vaccinated and inconveniences to people who are not is a no-brainer that we should have been thinking about and doing from the beginning and i know all kinds of political reasons why that was difficult or even impossible um but look, I've already heard this. By the way, Vladimir Putin actually instituted this early and uh, earlier. And by the way, uh, uh, the French president already did this. But yep. starting uh, in, in France, starting August 1st, basically, you know what? You're not vaccinated. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a movie theater. You can't go to a whole bunch of fucking list of places where he basically said, you know what? You can't go. Period. Yeah. If you are not vaccinated right now. You are basically just not going to be able to do a very long list of things. Yeah. Okay? Period. And by the way, and Putin had actually, I said, Putin had done this a couple of months ago to to some uh, a whole bunch of complaints, basically some restaurateurs, because in, in Russia, apparently vaccination rates were also running low. Okay? So... Putin went and said, fuck this. Okay, fine. You can't go to dinner at a restaurant if you're not vaccinated. Yeah. Okay, period. And the restaurateurs were grumbling. Uh, but in the end, it was like one way to get fucking people to get vaccinated. He basically said that, you know, look, if you don't show your va vaccine certificate, you can't go. And look, as I've said before in Moscow, listen, if Putin says that, listen, it's going to happen. All right. <laughs> this isn't going to be. You know, it, 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 it's restaurateurs aren't going to go around in Moscow and like be flouting that because they know that they're going to get, you know, they're going to get it if they don't follow the rule. Right. So all of a sudden they started getting more vaccinated. Well, and, and, and look, this is. I would be thrilled. I think it would be perfectly legitimate. And I don't have any concerns of like my freedoms or anything like that about making these kinds of restrictions because as until you are vaccinated you are potentially in you know if you get sick you're going to cost a you're going to cost people money you you are a danger to others yeah. um and and look so i'm okay with that the us has some issues that will make it impossible to do that first of all we've got you know a huge portion of the public who at this point is all politicized about this and is all like, you know, if you try to keep us from going to a restaurant, we're going to, you know, rise up in revolution practically. Oh, fuck you. Uh, or we'll, we will resist. You've got, you've got sheriffs all over the country saying they're not going to enforce any rules. You've got all this kind of stuff. But even beyond that, from the very beginning of this, we didn't put into place a verifiable way of determining who's been vaccinated and who's not. You give these nope, stupid that's... little paper cards that anybody can print out and fake. <laughs> so like, even yep. if we did, even if we decided right now that we wanted to do this, we can't because there's no, right. there's, there's no real way to, to do it effectively. Um, you have to, 
because you have to do honor system. And I think one of the reasons where I, I saw somebody posted some, ch- some charts last week that I saw in terms of th- how much people were wearing masks yeah. versus what they said about, you know, whether they were already vaccinated or whether they were hesitant or whether they were never going to get vaccinated or what, um, the fastest rise in not wearing masks was among the people who never will get vaccinated, who are like, I'm not vaccinated. I'm never going to. They stopped wearing their masks faster than any other group. Gee, what a shocking surprise. I, I know. And this goes back to the the whole guidance of, you know, hey, if you're unvaccinated, you can stop wearing your masks, blah, blah, blah. But having no way to verify that um, being... Because there's no way to verify, that's untenable. You either have to say everybody can wear the masks or nobody can, you know. And yes, the science says if you're completely unvaccinated. So, sorry, the science says if you're completely vaccinated, you're at very, very low risk. You're at low risk of transmitting it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But you, you can't give guidance that's different based on vaccination status because there's no way to verify it. Um, also, here's the thing about, well, listen, listen, but here's the thing about it. And I go back to the fact that you think, listen, these fucking people that are not wearing masks right now, there was no national mask mandate. Look, you had a governor like DeSantis and all these other folks that basically said, fuck it, we're lifting all restrictions. So the reality is that given people what the science says to make a educated decision of what they should be doing is fine, is the fact that a lot of those people that ditched the masks uh, are people that weren't going to get vaccinated. Yeah. You know, say la vie. I mean, but but you, you have to give guidance based on the realities. We've got a polarized environment that's making the situation not be able to be, how do I call it, uh, you know, managed in a way that is rational <laughs> uh, and it's just emotional and you can't make governmental guidance unless you have the means and will to actually enforce it. Exactly. Because uh, otherwise, it doesn't matter what the fuck you say. People are going to do what they want anyway. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we've actually seen. And all of the people saying mandates don't work, mandates don't work. Um, I think they're actually absolutely right if the mandate is not accompanied by actual real enforcement that matters right because then people will do whatever they want regardless the mandate is irrelevant i think things like for example uh certain workplaces look the uh, one thing that's still like you know where we are and how fucked up things are right now is that for decades universities schools demanded proof of vaccination before you could attend yeah and that this is even becoming controversial right now yeah, that, you know, that, that people are like, you know, I mean, we've had vaccination resistance. It, it there, you know, this has been going on for the last 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Um, But the extent like right now in which people are trying to resist even like, you know, there were lawsuits regarding this, like right now, I think University of Indiana went and made a requirement that, hey, you want to attend, you need to be vaccinated. Um, that, that there, and well, it went to court and it was upheld that yes, they had the legal right to do so, by the way. 
And almost everybody has upheld the legal right of institutions like this to demand vaccination for attendance. Right. And so I don't think that they're getting out of it in a lot of freaking places, workplaces, other places. The law has been very clear that they can require it. And all the people like trying to skate around it with their bullshit and whatever are not really getting uh, are not getting anywhere at this point. Um so, ah, I mean, but the, the issue right now is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That is what we have, like, right now. And and, I, and I'm just like, at some point, I, I'm just like, I mean, I, I just want to say, uh, f- fuck them. I mean, I, I just can't, I, I can't deal with her shit. And here's the reason not to. That is so tempting. That is so tempting to say, hell, all of the unvaccinated people, fuck them. They can die if they want to, right? Um, The reason why not is the pool of unvaccinated people is a breeding ground for new variants that potentially could get stronger. You you potentially, you know. But listen, here's a reality when we are at a global vaccination rate that like as you mentioned is 15 percent. that's going to be the reality with this fucking virus yeah i mean this is that that is not going away anytime soon i mean you saw how quickly delta variant got here anyway and so that that's not really going away and look but let me let me give the positive side look you gotta remember yeah one dose 18 and up in the u.s is almost at 70 percent right i mean one i mean that's that's not a, I mean, that's, damn it, that's pretty fucking good, okay, it, at this point. That, that is, and, but what, one reason that I do fully vaccinated on the entire population um, is that the one dose is less effective, less effective with the variant, uh, with no, Delta. No, I, I agree, but, but and, no, and I also, agree, but. And also, but, kid, and also under 18, and hell, under 12 that isn't even eligible yet, uh, is a significant portion of our population. No, it and, is. And, it and, is. I, but what I'm and I just want, wait, wait, I, I want, I want, I want oh, let, let me finish. I want to ah, say, ah, I want to say, we're ah. also seeing in this latest wave, there are more young people, not and because young people are less likely to be vaccinated, uh, but we're, there's some evidence, and this is all preliminary, and so may change, blah, 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 caveats appropriate. Um, kids are getting sicker with Delta than they were with the previous variants. And so we got to protect the kids who are under 12 still. No, I I get that. I get that. But what I'm saying is that, look, you got to remember that the first people that were eligible to be vaccinated were older. Okay, and it's like here, for example, where I live, where it's it takes it's it's we're fully vaccinated over 65 here at 80 percent. Yes. Okay. In 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 where 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 I live. Okay. And so you're at, you know, I I feel that. Those numbers, especially as the younger ones can be able to get vaccinated, as people make time for it, as when you dig into sometimes even the reasons, there was an article today, you dig into the reasons why some people aren't getting vaccinated. It's not even just sometimes vaccinated, vax resistance. I mean, sometimes it's it's scheduling. Sometimes it's like, yes, oh, I don't know. It's like, I, I mean, it's sometimes those things are still out there. Yeah, it's not. Yes, just, yes. Like people keep classifying it. Look, there were. The best classification I've heard is just a three-way, right? There there were the people who were absolutely excited 
to be vaccinated and got got it done as soon as they possibly could and would turn their lives around to get it done, right? Um, then, then there's this middle category of um, quote-unquote hesitant, but sometimes it's they need more information. Sometimes it's, you know, the right. logistical things like you just mentioned, life getting in the way, just not prioritizing it. Um, and that middle section is actually pretty decently sized. Yes. Uh, and then, and then you have the, the hardcore, I'm never going to get a vaccine no matter what people. And you may not be able to ever reach that last group, but that middle group is still reachable. Um, and that's another thing that I I've said a couple of times, also politically untenable, but I keep thinking what a wasted opportunity that the stimulus wasn't just directly tied to vaccination status. You know, right? Uh, forget forget this whole thing with the IRS and uh, and looking at your last tax return and you know all that kind of stuff. If we had just said, when you finish your course of vaccination, whether it be the the two dose mRNA or the one dose J and J, here's two thousand dollars. Have fun. But tie it like you know you get you get your two thousand dollars at the moment you get your vaccination. Can I get the? Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll take fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know you you would get a whole shitload of people if you were like, get your shot, you get two thousand dollars on the motherfucker. Spot. I want to I I want to get money retroactively for just having gotten my shot already. That if these fuckers are gonna get two thousand dollars for fucking holding out and making the well, rest of us no, miserable, no, no. why I, the fuck yeah, can I get? Why I'm the not, fuck can I, I get? I, I want to get. I want to get my retroactive two thousand dollars payment. To be, just to be clear, I'm not necessarily saying it doing it today. <laughs> I'm saying it was a wasted opportunity to do it for the stimulus. You are passing the stimulus anyway. Just tie it to vaccination. But the problem, two problems with it. First of all, they never could have gotten it through Jeez. the Congress with that. Oh, God. Well, and, and, well and no, but it's just a, it's a fucking logistical nightmare to fucking, well, like, manage that. Well, no, it, it wouldn't necessarily be that much harder, except oh, for the fact, dude, except... Dude, do wait, you wait, wait, understand wait, wait. the computer systems that no, our no. government runs on? Oh, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, the, here's the thing. In order to do that, you would actually have to have a real, legitimate... Vaccine passport tracking, right? You you would have to have vaccine track. You would have to have a verifiable way of knowing who did or did not have the vaccine, which would enable all of that vaccine passport type activity that we were talking about before. That's now impossible because we didn't have that. And if you were going to do something like that, that's the kind of thing that you would have had to start planning for and developing and putting in place long before the vaccine was actually approved. So Trump and company would have had to do it. <laughs> and you know, that wasn't going to happen. Oh boy. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, we, we are where we are and I'm, I'm still, I'm still crossing my fingers that the vaccination penetration is high enough that even though we're heading up a little bit, even in the U.S., by the way, you know, I mentioned the worldwide numbers, but just uh, real, real fast looking at the U.S., um, U.S. daily deaths is up from our, I'm looking at the worldometers number, um, and the seven-day moving average bottomed out in the U.S. at like 225 or so, uh, and we are now, we were up, 
we were up at uh, 275, but we're now back down to 255 or so. Uh, I've heard some people say that that down tick may not be permanent. We may still have a high. So we're up a little bit, but not a lot in terms of deaths, just like the worldwide numbers. Right. We're up significantly in cases, but not in deaths. And I'm hoping our vaccine penetration is high enough that that breakage of the link from cases to deaths will remain a key feature of what we see going forward. Right. Um, and and that even if we have a bump, it's not a big bump. That's that's my hope, crossing my fingers. Um, there's still enough unvaccinated people out there that it could go sideways, but I'm hoping we have, you know, our numbers are good enough to mute this thing. Uh, even if we can't stop it from going up at all, hopefully we keep it somewhat muted. Cross your fingers. And there's the beep. Okay. With Magic that. beep. With that, I think we're done with pandemic. I think we are. <sighs> okay. So uh, we will take another break and we will be back with a lightning round. Uh, and we will have... Uh, Yvonne and I both do, um, two topics and to try to keep it at a half hour total or so for the segment. Well, let's, let's wait, let, let's go one, one each. We'll see how one, long one. we go. I, I, I was going to say two each, but seven minutes each for, so keep it somewhat, you know. All right. Seven minutes, seven, seven minutes, minutes. Like, true seven. lightning, true light. Well, true lightning might be two. One minute. <laughs> well, I don't okay, think we're yeah. capable of doing a lightning round with one minute topics. Like, I, I, it's, no. Anyway, we'll be back after this. <laughs> ready for the test, Dracula? I'm ready, Frankenstein. Then let us begin. Creepy Classic celebrates the classic horror and science fiction films from the silent era through the 1960s, and retro TV horror from the 1950s to the 1970s. Visit creepyclassics.com for all your classic video needs. And when you buy something, tell Ron that the curmudgeons say hello. Okay, we are back. I'm setting the timer for seven minutes. Go, Yvonne. Oh, God. Go. <laughs> um, so, we. What about Cuba? Huh? Yeah, what about Cuba? Uh, you, you, you know a lot more about this. Tell us what's going on and what your thoughts are on it first. Well, look, I. I, I Cuba. Uh, right now is just being used in the U.S. as a wedge issue. Uh, again, you know, surprise, surprise. I just saw there was a tweet with Rudy Giuliani in front of Café Versailles and, my, and Calle Ocho uh, fucking like, you know, mingling with the protesters like right now, showing he's a man of the people. Uh, I mean, fuck it. Man of the people. Fuck. Um, it, it, you know, uh, one of the things that I found extremely aggravating and disappointing um, is the 
continuous misunderstanding of what the hell happens in Cuba and why Cuba is the way that it is. And because especially in many um, far left uh, groups in the U.S., uh, people were regurgitating the line uh, said by the Cuban government that the reason why the situation in Cuba is as bad as it is because of the embargo. And the truth is that uh, that's not what Cubans see. And that's not why Cubans rose up. The Cubans that went to protest. Is it what some Cubans see? I mean, presumably there's a division on this as well. Not the Cubans that are in Cuba? No. Yeah, Cubans in Cuba. No. They see that as a lie by the government. Okay. It's it's because when you are in Cuba, here's... The, the, the people in Cuba rose up and they said it flat out to protest the oppression that their government is doing on them. The fact that they are not providing food. The fact that they live in a segregated country. And when you, you wonder, well, what do you mean by segregation? Well, look, there are stores for tourists and there are stores for the people that live in Cuba. You cannot go to these stores and buy the food and the things that we give to the tourists. That's not for you. That's only for the tourists. There is a, a, an, a, there is an entire system of oppression and reporting on people. There is not a freedom of any expression whatsoever. Anybody who who is a dissident will get arrested and will get thrown in jail and maybe tortured and maybe killed. Okay? None of that is perpetrated by the government of the United States. That is the system of totalitarianism that has been in place in Cuba for over 60 years. It's a reason why, it's the reason why, like, my, 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 my sister's father-in-law went and fucking risked her life and leave Cuba because they basically spent years being tortured and threatened, and they basically decided to leave because they couldn't live with that after Fidel Castro took over. And so, the the thing is that when a group like Black Lives Matter goes, and after the Cubans rise up to protest their government that is not giving them you know, any anything, like right now, any help during this pandemic, like right now, um, in large part because of their incompetence more than anything else, uh, and they go and they parrot the government line to attack the U.S. government when what they're trying to do is attack the government of Cuba, and they basically make no mention of that whatsoever. It really, the Cubans here basically said, fuck you, Black Lives Matter. Now, that- because you guys don't, you, because you guys just got up on our issue and basically said, oh, you don't think it's the fucking government has been fucking us for 60 years and you're going to go against us? So what they did is drive a gigantic wedge between those two groups, which, by the way, the Republicans love this shit because they're playing this because that's exactly what they want to hear. They want to hear those those two divided because that's the way that they keep Florida red. Let, let, let me mention a couple things, too. What, one is the coverage of that was slightly misleading because there there is not one single black lives matter organization it is it isn't it, it you know but i but i checked it, it, it's 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 the what you call it it's the it's the biggest but there's dozens and dozens of organizations involved 
It's the biggest. It's the biggest. And I and I know. And that's the first thing when I when I read it, I'm like realizing that Black Lives Matter isn't like one organization that create that creates it. I know that many people are in agreement, but that the leading umbrella organization yes. took that moment to issue that statement that basically went and just gave the finger to the Cuban community that lives in the U.S. Okay, that has been that that basically is an exile from 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 this government and basically gave him the finger was just like what the fuck is wrong with you? We are in our moment of suffering, and you decided to go and give us the fucking finger. So the other thing I wanted to ask, though, I mean, you you mentioned you know, hey, sanctions. Uh, aren't the cause of any of this. However, we all agreed earlier on when like Obama lifted the sanctions that, you know, this was a policy that had been going on for decades, clearly hadn't worked, was so uh, was a waste and was stupid. When Trump put them, reversed some of those things, we said he was being stupid by reversing that. Um, Biden has actually left the Left it, left it where Trump left it for the most part, has not gone back and redone what Obama did. Um, and so, you know, sanctions may not be the cause of the problems, but it seems like also that doesn't change the fact that the sanctions clearly were stupid and not working and perhaps made things a little bit worse on the economic side, even Th- if that's it fine, was. But it's not the ma- but it, that's fine, but it's not the main driver of what's going on. It's not the main driver because you know what? Listen, they have extreme. Listen, you know, so great trade with the U.S. Look, hey, they have open trade with uh, with, with Europe. They have open commerce with Europe. They have European airlines, hotel companies, all all these other people investing there. It's not like they cannot get resources from from the rest of the from rest of the world. But when you have a government that basically decides that totalitarianism is the way that we're going to go, and like, oh yeah, you're going to complain that you're not getting health care. Fuck you. We're going to throw you in jail. We're going to beat you and throw you in jail. That's what you get for 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 protesting the fact that you're not getting health care. You know what? Fuck this. I mean, you know, come on. And, you know, my, my whole damn thing is that I, I find, because just as I would have been appalled if a Cuban group had went and said to Black Lives Matter, fuck you, the police are great. Mm-hmm. Okay? The fact that they took that statement initially so callously was just fucking ridiculous. And it insulted a lot of people. And they basically did it. It was so tone deaf that it was just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You guys don't know what... Here's the thing. What basically they showed is they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And they issued a statement based on, like, I don't know, some fucking, like, one-liner that they heard at some fucking conference. And what they should have done is just shut the fuck up. So, I know know we're past your time, but I do want to hear from you... Uh, predictions. What do you, do you think anything's going to come of this? Is it going to disappear in a few weeks? Uh, you know, I, I've seen lots of Q. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, it's very difficult because it's very difficult to get information of what the hell is going on in Cuba right now because they've disconnected. All, you know, they've, they really cut a lot of the information outflowing from the country. So I, I don't know. I, I've seen lots of uh, Cuba specialists basically say, look, Protests like this are a necessary condition for change often, but they're not a sufficient condition. And most movements like this end up failing and that they feel like the conditions in Cuba aren't yet such that, you know, we're going to see, you know, a, a, a revolution rise up and the current government fail. 
Listen, we we have seen like right now something that I don't think we've seen in a long time in in the world in terms of like failed states like hanging on. It, 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 the, my my best example right now is Venezuela. Right. Look, Venezuela is a failed state right now. Let's be clear about this. The situation in Venezuela is beyond human comprehension right now. Um, I, I cannot explain the lack of, of, of any basic services, the impossibility of getting anything but the most basic or even information communication, being able to pay for anything, etc. But by through force, Nicolas Maduro and his predecessor, like he has held on to power through brute force. And he has not come down. And it used to be before there have been attempts to bring him down. There have been multiple. And many times before, those attempts were aided by some government whatever, and the government would fail, and some change would happen. Man, you know what? No, it didn't happen. Look at Syria, okay? Didn't we think that the Syrian leader was going to uh, Assad was going to fa- was going to fall? Yeah, with a, with a civil war. And what happened? He's still there. The motherfucker is still there. Yeah. And let me tell you that I have zero hope that, you know what? That in Cuba right now, these fuckers are going to fall either. Because if Maduro could hang on, and if Assad could hang on, because the truth is that, you know, we talk about, okay, great, let's not intervene militarily anywhere. But you know what? We've created a situation where these fuckers can just hang on indefinitely. Period. Because nothing's bringing them down. They got all the guns, and they got the money. Okay, you're well over time. It is my turn. Yes. It is my, it is my turn setting my seven-minute timer here. Um, I'm, 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 I, you know, our topics are boring. Um, okay. Uh, the Barack uh, indictment. And we're not talking Barack Obama. We're talking um, Trump's... So this is not him take, being taken to Guantanamo? No, no, nothing like that. No, this, this is um, another Trump orbit type person. Um, and what, what's his first name? Barack's his last name. Tom. Tom it's Barack. Tom. Tom Barack. Tom Barack. Uh, it, it, he, he, was, um, he was a major donor to the Trump campaign. He got to be in charge of the Trump inaugural. Um, and he apparently wanted to do more, but didn't really. Um, but he has just been indicted for acting as an agent for the UAE and lying to the FBI about it. Now, I saw initially some of the reports were talking about the FARA Registration Act. Um, it's apparently not that that he's been indicted under, but rather the same kind of laws that that um, Bertina woman was. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bertina. Bu- yeah, yeah, where where she's actually he's actually been indicted for acting as an agent of the UAE, not for just being an unregistered lobbyist for the UAE. Okay, um, and apparently what he was doing was taking a crapload of money from the UAE, um, in uh, w- to try to influence Trump administration policy towards the Middle East, including the UAE and Saudi Arabia and all of those folks, um. And yeah, so so I ask again: Is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Look, I mean, being paid a for being a paid for an agent inside the Trump administration is that wrong? Well, he was in charge of the inaugural. He was not in the Trump administration. Well, no, I, I don't mean inside the administration. Maybe I, I, I use that in Trump's circle. I mean, exactly yes. in Trump's direct circle. Yes, yes. What do you think? Um, no. Yeah, and yeah. one one interesting thing is apparently, unless you've heard an update on this, he was actually being held in custody. Like most of these people, you know, have paid like some huge bail number and been, you know, let out to house arrest or something else, but basically been out while they were awaiting trial. Apparently so far he's in jail. Do do do. A note from the future. After this episode was recorded, but before it was published, Tom Barrick was released on a $250 million bail with a $5 million cash security. This is reportedly the largest bail package ever in the United States. He is under quite a few additional restrictions on what he can do and where he can go, but he is out. For the moment anyway. Do do do. Well, we found out, you know, look, w didn't we have some reports that the he was in charge of the inaugural, that the entire inaugural was basically like, like some kind of freaking money laundering scheme? Yes. I, I mean, and I don't know that... I think there have been some fines or something. There hasn't been anything criminal on that yet, but apparently, yes, there was all kinds of money coming into that, going out to, you know, the Trump kids, uh, he, he, this guy paying himself. Yeah, the whole thing was shady as fuck, okay? Um, right. just, just like everything else surrounding this. Uh, but, you know, and, and apparently, but this isn't specifically he misused inaugural funds. This is separate from that. He was just directly, like, acting as an agent for the UAE. There you go. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, so, you know, I mean, th th it's just, I'm guessing that, like everything, right, there is one thing about what they can prove and what they have evidence on right now, and what the hell they grabbed them on right now, and what they are thinking that maybe they can get them to, you know, uh, talk about. Okay? So, I'm guessing that they're going to make this guy sweat. Well, yeah, and, and that was my immediate thought. Is this, is this another case where they're trying to pressure this guy to give up information on something bigger or something else? Or is it just this guy? You know, and I don't know. I, 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 you know, look, given where all the things that these guys were like involved in, I, I, I have zero illusions. On uh, on this being just one lone thing, because this this entire administration, everything just to me seemed like it was just one fucking just big, just, you know, money racket for quite a lot of these people. Yeah. And, and look, by the way, I, I haven't heard yet that his lobbying efforts on behalf of the UAE were successful necessarily, although there were a few things in the Trump administration you could point to, but it's not clear there's a cause and effect relationship. Uh, so I don't know, but he, he was taking the money for it anyway. And then, by the way, step two, he lied to the FBI about it. Look, and this is where they all get tripped up like idiots, okay? Because they all keep lying, okay? Uh, you know, I, I just don't get the whole, the, this whole idiocy about this. It's very simple. I plead the fifth, talk to my lawyer. 
Not even you get there. It's like, look, I'm not talking to any of you unless I uh, until I talk to my lawyer. Period. End of discussion. I'm out. Bye. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and they it's, all fall. Instead, he's like, "Sure, trap. I'll talk to you. What do you want to know?" And then lie. I got nothing to hide. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. You know, I've talked about my father being a moron, but I will say this. When the feds came to him to fucking, like, you know, you know, with accusations, first thing he did is just fucking lawyer up. And my dad is not the brightest guy on earth. But I'll <laughs> tell you this. Son of a bitch went and, like, pulled the first card and said, yep, yeah, no, yeah, words out of my mouth, not one. Talk to my attorney. <sighs> And I had the flip side of a good friend of mine who unfortunately went to jail a few years ago because the first thing he did, the feds came to his office and the dumbass just went and just started blathering on like an idiot. And basically admitted to a crime. Which is what they were investigating, but I don't understand why the hell he just went and just... Did he yeah. not realize whatever it was was a crime? Oh or? my god! I mean, how could he not? I mean, I don't know what the situation was, but yeah. Listen, the situation, well, it's a public record out there, you know, it's a, it, 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 there's a federal case, you guys could, could probably look it up if you're smart enough, but look, this had to do with, like, it it, be, it was a it, it was is bribery, okay. okay, investigation, okay? It was a bribery investigation related to a software deal in Central America, okay? And he's like, and sure, he came I did in, it. I paid for it. Uh, he said something like, he said something along the lines, well, that's how we do business. And I'm, I'm like, what? And now, here's the problem. I Here's the worst thing. The entire accusation revolved around a discount being provided to a reseller, who then the reseller paid a bribe to the end customer, okay, who was a government, okay? Is the government of Panama to be exact? So therefore, more you the the more intelligent people could go and like like look up the case, okay? Um, and so when they came to him, uh, the 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 what the what the what the investigators were looking at was that that there was a very steep discount. Now, look, a lot of these deals, I I worked in an environment for many years at HP, which is very strange, where a lot of our uh top products are are large Unix servers. We're sold at an average discount of ninety percent and still had seventy percent profit margins. There was there was a very strange pricing strategy where it was a high price, high discount thing, and I'm like, I don't understand why the hell are we? I mean, why are the list prices so just not even remotely close to what we sell the items for? Okay, all right, it's just you know because a ninety percent discount and you're still making money. I, I kept thinking, man, if anybody was stupid enough to pay list price. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah. Bottom line is that he went and they asked him about it. They asked about the discount. They asked whether it was a bribe. And he said something along the lines of saying, well, that's how we do business. Now, here's the damn thing. It may be that that wasn't uh, a bribe and that wasn't the reason. But there were certain emails, the way you took it. Bottom line is that he went, he said it was. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyway, you're you're way out of time. Well, I'm out of time. It was my topic. Um, oh, I still, I, my still thing hasn't beeped. It's all about to beep. Oh, oh okay. There. 
There. You must have set it to eight minutes or something. Okay, well, anyway. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, what was even my topic? Oh, Barack. Yeah, uh, so he's in jail. Yeah, so Barack's an idiot. He's in jail. What idiot? He probably, you know, we we blabbed to the fucking investigators and he lied to them and he got himself in jail. Like all these fucking morons. I don't know why the hell they think they're so fucking smart. Shut up, all of you. I don't care if you're a good guy, bad guy. Just don't. No, these Trump people... Blab all you fucking want. I want to see them all in jail. Oh, yeah. the bl- No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, actually, yeah. If you're a Trump guy, yeah. Just tell them everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, lie. Lie repeatedly. Yes. yes actually. Yeah. Yes, just keep but, lying. Yes. On on things they obviously have evidence about. Um, okay. Uh, your, tu- your turn again. Seven minutes. Go. Oh, my turn again. Seven minutes. Go. Uh... Uh, I don't know, man. Infrastructure week. Yes. Infrastructure week. Once again. I don't know. So what is going? Listen, they're still, they're, they're still going around talking about it. It's, it's, it's definitely not dead. I, I mean, that's for sure. I just don't know where to no, hell- I saw, I, you know, I saw some people characterizing what happened this week as it's almost dead. No, no, that's not true. What happened this week was Schumer called a test vote. Um, on, on some, you know, they, they haven't even written the damn bill yet, right? He called right, a test right. vote. The Republicans were like, no, 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 we can't go for that. But give us a few more days. We think we'll have something, you know, by Monday. And Schumer's like, I'm calling the test vote anyway. It was basically, uh, you know, the 50-50 you would expect. But Schumer... There's a procedural thing where he changed his vote to a no at the last minute to allow him to bring it back later, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but basically, it was straight party line vote. Um, and, and, and so they continue to go back and forth. Schumer's take on that was the reason he did that was to sort of show, come on, we're ready. We want to get this done. Stop dithering on this to try to put some pressure to get the deal done. Um, this is on the bipartisan version, by the way, uh, not the reconciliation thing that will potentially happen later. Um, so they're, they're still talking. I keep hearing they're really close and cause you know, they came out of the white house with that deal, uh, a few weeks ago, but yeah, it, it was a very, very high level framework. And now they're trying to work out the details. And as usual, the details are actually hard. Um, and so, uh, we're trying to get to that thing that will actually still get you at least 10 Republicans as well as all of the Democrats. Uh, and you know, that's, that's challenging because, you know, to get Republican number 10, you're often doing things that are not something that, you know, the, some of the Democrats like. Um, now so far, it seems like they still have all the Democrats on board. They potentially still have all 10 Republicans on board. So this is not dead. Um, but they're still trying to work some stuff out. Um, I see a lot of people still saying, you know, look, this is still, you know, the Republicans are going to pull the football away at some point. It's just a matter of when, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, yeah, I, is that a possibility? Yes, absolutely. That's still a possibility. But could they, could they pull it off? Yeah, that's still a possibility too. I don't know. Um, 
And, and then there's the whole question of if you get past that, what do you do with reconciliation? Can you still pull that off as well? These are all high wire acts at this point. Like, yeah, it could go either way. I, I don't know. I, I, any additional insight, Yvonne? Well, I mean, I I, I think that um, it, it is important to get this infrastructure bill done of some sort, um, whether it's the bipartisan one or the reconciliation one, in large part because we've seen like a lot of the issues that we have with U.S. infrastructure, and it definitely needs an investment. And a lot of it has been like backlogged due to uh, the fact that the gas tax is not indexed. Um uh, and the fact that, you know, we've built shit, a lot of shit over the last hundred years and it's, it get, it's getting old. I, I, I shared an article with, uh, on the Slack about Chicago and, uh, and the water system leading in and out of Chicago. And, you know, the fact that with climate change and certain things or whatever, we have to spend even more. We have to spend even more. And there's just no way to be able to manage, you know, climate change and all this shit unless we spend, you know, several trillions of dollars in fucking infrastructure. There's no way out of it. Period. So we need to do something. Okay? So I'm hoping that one way or another we get something passed. Yeah, and to be clear, the part of the infrastructure stuff they're talking about now is the part that is all of this traditional infrastructure right. stuff. The, yep. the yep. All of the stuff that is, you know, the the new democratic expanded vision of infrastructure right. is in the other part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 stuff like look, we're talking about water systems. We're talking about bridges. We're talking about roads. We're just 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 to get off with that. Look, yeah. just upgrading like uh sewer systems. Um, you know, it, it, those things are, are are kind of stuff that it's it's not the, that's the thing that I saw that many of the Republicans were trying to hide that that's not climate in their way. Oh, it's a sewer upgrade. Okay. Oh, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a road improvement. Oh, whatever. Well, you know, you're racing the road six inches so it doesn't get fl flooded. Okay. Well, you know, okay, fine. Th that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about where, yeah, I mean, it's just shit that needs to happen. There's just no other way to, to, to deal with the, uh, with the situation unless we get cracking on doing that kind of shit. Yeah, the holdups, as usual, are surrounding things like how to pay for it and stuff like that. I mean, there are some spending things where they're arguing, should we include this or not include this? But it seems like the biggest holdups are paying for it because the Republicans, of course, don't actually like on the one hand, they theoretically don't like deficits. On the other hand, they're not actually willing to do very much to actually pay for it by, like, say, raising taxes or anything. Right. Um, so... You know, they, they want to say, well, like, if we're going to pay for a road, we'll make it a toll road. Right. Like, we won't raise taxes, you know, or we're, we're they're also playing with a lot of, like, tricks. They want to take money, for instance, from the relief bill that was passed earlier this year, but has not yet been spent and repurpose it for this. So it's not new spending, you know, you know, they want to play a lot of tricks, uh, but whatever tricks they need to do in order to get it done, I guess they get it done. Yep. And time is up. Whatever. And time is up. Okay. And I got one more to go. Uh, and, you know, 
I, I've been going back and forth between two possibilities here. Yeah. Um, I, I will. I will go for the less serious of the two. Okay, go for the less serious. Okay, go. Yeah, because on the one hand, the, the the more serious is this whole Pegasus thing with you know cracking into phones and human rights abuses and going after people who are you know, whatever that that it's a serious issue. We should probably talk about that kind of stuff at some point in the future. But no, uh, there's been something that's going around for the last few weeks in terms of you know the the whole thing about Trump will be reinstated. Uh, the whole thing about how Trump will be reinstated in August. So within the f- next few weeks, apparently, we're <laughs> going to have Trump back. Um, but but more specifically, apparently, there is now a mechanism being thought about for how that would work. But yeah, maybe not for this August, but if... Yeah, well, yeah, who knows? Like, if the Republicans take back the House, whatever, it makes this stuff easier. Well, it, 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 I guess... Uh, let me... Let me back up a little bit. This mechanism would not work for August. It would... It re- no! Well, nothing would work for August. I'm sorry. Um, no! <laughs> really? Listen, it wouldn't work. Let, let me be clear about this, Sam. Yes. This mechanism wouldn't work for August, September, oh, okay. October. Le- le- well, let me describe. The thing that people are talking about <laughs> is the Republicans are assuming that they are going to take the House back in November 2022. And look, this may happen. They may win. Okay, but but okay, but but, right, but, but, but not, here's the next oh, step. But, that, but here's the next step. Like they want to then make Donald Trump the Speaker of the House. Okay. Now, but, but that that means he would have to run for Congress. Or, no, or no, 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 no. Right, the Speaker of the House does not have to be a member of Congress. That's right. No, just uh, uh, the majority of Congress has to vote for him for Speaker. So, right, right, right. Th- basically saying, look, look, okay. He was robbed of the presidency, so let's win back the House and make him Speaker of the House, and then he would have a power center from there. Now, this is also third in line for the presidency. Right. So, if you then reveal all of the horrible corruption of the Biden administration Uh and all of the things he's done— then kind of like the same way that we revealed the entire corruption of the Trump administration and oh, well, and Trump was promptly removed, right? That was a witch hunt. There was nothing real there. Oh, that was a witch hunt. Okay. That that was a witch hunt. There was nothing real there. Um on the other hand, Biden is clearly, you know, we, we all know crook. he's a pedophile that's He's got kids in the basement of the White House at this point, undoubtedly. Ah, um, and and, uh, yes, and of course yes. Hunter Hunter Biden uh, is selling his artwork, and there's all that stuff going on. Um, so anyway, the, the 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 plan seems to be make Trump Speaker of the House, then impeach both Biden and Kamala Harris to remove them from office in rapid succession. And you'd say, look, look, even if the Republicans take both the House and the Senate, they surely won't have enough to to impeach. But again, we got to rely on here. The massive expose of Biden wrongdoing will bring Democrats along too. And so we can impeach both Biden and Harris at the same time. And Trump as Speaker of the House becomes president once they're convicted in the Senate. Once, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's so easy. That's incredibly easy. Right. Now, I suppose this, even if they can't make Donald Trump president that way, I I suppose there's some 
interesting dynamics that could happen just by making him speaker of the house. Um, but like, can you imagine him actually trying to do that job? No, I, I mean, I, I don't think he'd even take it because to him, it's like a loss. It's a downgrade. Well, I mean, think about he it. He right? has responded to this by saying he would consider it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, whatever. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying is that the truth is that I, I, I mean, okay, if, if say, okay, say the Republicans would win the House. Yes. I, I, I still find it incredibly hard to believe that McCarthy, all these fucking guys that have been just there for so long. McCarthy wants to, to be, be speaker. speaker. Yeah. And exactly. He's, he's, and he's going to just, oh, yeah, let me just give it to Donald. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if there was actually some way to pull off this thing where you then get rid of uh, both Biden and Harris and Donald becomes president, um which, which, by the way, the, I, I hate to say this, there is an easier way than impeachment if you are actually at that point that involves violence. But then we're in super trouble. Okay, let's be clear that we're not advocating any of this. No, no, not at all. But if you want to go into sort of, you know, pulp thriller scenarios, you make Donald Trump um, Speaker of the House and then you kill the president and the vice president to make him pre- to to make Trump president again. I can't even imagine how badly that would rip apart this country if anything even remotely like that happened. I I, I don't know why this would that would be you know like see that's just you know why that would be controversial. <laughs> I mean the murder of both the president and the vice president, and you know how that would you know I can't imagine why that would be shocking. I mean, why would that be shocking? Yeah, but but again, I think you stop at the earlier stage. I don't see McCarthy. Yeah, of course you stop at an earlier stage. All of this is like crazy nutso talk. Okay, <laughs> yeah, jeez, you think? You know, these are not sane scenarios, but yet you hear and see people in Magaland talking about it. This is all they do, and. and yeah, it's it's well, it's it's, it's sort of Maganon, Maganon, uh, Magaland, and the QAnon people. So it's it's crazy people. It, it's just all crazy I mean, people. I mean, all they talk about is the fucking pedophiles and the 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 the, the pizza gates and the fucking. I I mean, uh, this is just anyway. Yeah. It's. I mean, they really live under your own fucking alternate reality. Yeah, and, and, yeah, anyway. Uh, and I heard your alarm go off. Mine says I have more minutes left, but I must have said it wrong. Uh, it's, it's confusing. I think you said it wrong, because I, I, yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's it. That's it. That's it. So, uh, and maybe we'll talk about Pegasus some other time, or maybe not, or just the general sort of spyware and ways to get at people's phones and how governments are doing Wasn't that, that and zero Battlestar day and, and Battlestar Galactica Pegasus yes yeah I believe it was yeah yeah it was yes um anyway we are done uh it's time for the exciting stuff at the end um I, don't know, I, I will allow 10 minutes 
for this part. There you go. See, we're trying to be good. We're trying to be good, damn it. Anyway. I don't know about that. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, okay, if you want to get in touch with us, you know all the ways, or if you're new, maybe you don't, uh, facebook.com slash curmudgeons corner. You can go there. You can like us. You can comment on the shows. You can comment on the shows, all of that sort of thing. Um, or you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Abelsme, A-B-U-L-S-M-E. Yvonne, <laughs> I'm getting tongue-tied. Yvonne is at I-M-B-O, I-M-B-O-U. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter, too. If you don't like either Facebook or Twitter, email us. It's feedback at curmudgeons-corner.com. Uh, if you really like the show, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner, uh, and leave us a little money, uh, at various levels. We'll mention you on the show. We'll send you a postcard. Uh, we will, uh, ring a bell. We will at, at higher levels, you can get a mug, all kinds of stuff, but very importantly at $2 a month or more, or if you talk to us a lot in all of these other ways that I mentioned earlier, we will invite you to our Curmudgeons Corner Slack, which is a little chat room where Yvonne and I and some of our listeners are sharing links and talking about the news and other things all week long. So, Yvonne, this last week, what are some things that we talked about on the Curmudgeons Corner Slack that we have not yet mentioned on the show? What have we not yet mentioned on the show? Let's see, what the hell did we not mention on the show today and why the hell is the screen with that stuff not coming up okay here it is <laughs> all right okay so we didn't talk about the chimpanzees that are killing gorillas unprovoked for the first time yeah uh we definitely did not talk about that we did talk about bacon and pork bellies okay 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 we did not talk about that but there, there was some talk about the bacon capital of the u.s on our slack and stuff like that i don't know anyway People apparently like bacon. You like bacon. I like bacon. Yes. I know. Uh, uh, we talked about, uh, let's see, uh, the pain of the never-ending work check-in, which is just, you know, which I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, it's it's true. It's just, the it never stops now. We, you just can't unplug. It's just ridiculous. And then uh, Donald Trump's favorite athlete made Trump of, uh, made fun of Trump. Which was hilarious. Nice. Uh, you know, what he, uh, Tom Brady went uh, to the White House for the Super Bowl ceremony. He was like, uh, you know, he was, he talked about, uh, he got confused at a game like this year. And they said, first time in 20 years, I got confused. So they called me Sleepy Tom. I think it, it, the, the joke goes, I've heard that name. <laughs> okay. And uh, and then uh, you know and like you know some people still can't even believe we won. Can you believe that? No, I can relate. <laughs> so yeah, they were like they were like just making fun of uh, of of Donald. Mm-hmm. But apparently Donald Trump idolizes Tom Brady, so it's be interesting to see how that's gonna when he's gonna blow up and like say he's a loser or something, whatever. Uh, and apparently there are Cheetos flaming hot sushi rolls. Okay. Yep. I I don't know. This is just you know what what the and there also we I I shared a list of the ten states that are America's worst places to live in 2021. That really is a list that really you know we should try to avoid. And none of us live in any of those states. Thank God. Uh, good for us. Yeah. Go go us. Okay. Uh, 
Let's see what else. Oh, oh, we 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 didn't we didn't talk about the story about some uh some gunshots ringing out in a restaurant in downtown DC. Right. Uh, uh we we didn't talk about that. Uh, we didn't talk about uh well the Pegasus Project, which we mentioned. No, we didn't talk about. Uh, let's I, see I'll, what I'll, else. I'll add. We also. There, there was a whole thing about Nancy Pelosi rejecting some of the Republicans' nominations to be on oh, the yes. January I 6th I commission. To, I didn't get to that one yet. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry for I'm jumping on your... I, I'm well, sorry. Well, go ahead. Fine. I, I, fine. Yeah, jump. The, the, anyway, jump. Uh, the, Nancy Pelosi rejected them, and the Republicans said, okay, therefore we were not going to participate at all, and we'll do our own investigation. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, great. And then there was a, uh, uh, you know, Sam shared this uh, beautiful exchange between Dr. Fauci and uh, the idiot Senator Rand Paul. Fucking <laughs> moron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I really would have liked to just say, look, instead of like saying, you know, the, you know, not only, I, I really would like to say, you know, not only that you don't know what you're, you're talking about, it's just that he's a fucking moron. If you could have called him that live there, I would have been like, yes! We did talk about the fact that Boris Johnson apparently. So they're using this COVID tracing, uh, contact tracing app in 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 the UK, and it, it is apparently working at advising people when they come into contact with somebody to help them with isolation. And so apparently Boris Johnson did voluntarily decide to isolate because he had come into contact with somebody, even though he's vaccinated, just to follow the protocols. Okay, so uh, and I know that he's under. I I I I I gotta give him some credit. I mean, he's a fucking moron and a whole bunch of things, but you know, he's done a hell of a lot better than Donald Trump ever did with this. So, even though he's fucked up other stuff, that's a pretty low bar, though. It is a pretty low bar, yes. But I I I, I you know, but right now, that's where we are right now, really. Uh, and uh, so that's the, I think that's a good summary of all the. The, the big stuff that we uh, that we talked about. Okay, and that's why you want to join our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack. So if you have not... Obviously, because, it, listen, if you joined the, the, the Curmudgeon's Corner and you were looking for a state to move, you would have found that we published a list of the 10 worst states in America to, to live in. And so, therefore, it would have saved you the pain. And we would welcome you even if you live in one of those states. Yeah, we'd welcome you. I mean, we charge you extra, but it's okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is why well, you Sam was proposing suing our listeners. So therefore, <laughs> I'm just proposing charging you, buddy. I'm not going to sue you. <laughs> anyway, that is why you want to join our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack. So please go to our Patreon and and give us $2 a month or more, or just talk to us. We'd love to hear from you on Facebook or, or email or Twitter or whatever, and let us know you're listening to the show and enjoying it. And if there are people in your life who you think would also enjoy the show, tell them about it, encourage them to listen to. Uh, and that's the end. Hey, everybody, have a great week. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Later. Later. Later, 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 later. Boop. Later, alligator. Later. Thank, thank. Crocodile Good night. thing. Bye. Bye. <laughs>